الحمد لله رب العالمين والعاقبة للمتقين والصلاة والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين سيدنا ومولانا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين أما بعد السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته to all our esteemed listeners of Marcus Sahaba continuing with our program on the heart of a Muslim we were discussing the story of Sayyidina Azad Ibrahim Ibn Adam Rahimahullah so we'll continue from where we last stop. Azad Ibrahim ibn Adam rahimahullah had chosen solitude for himself and he was busy remembering Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala amidst the sounds of the wilderness. The best place for the lovers of Allah are those where none but Allah is aware of their communion with him. O beloved, the poet says, O beloved, in both worlds the best place is that where I can prostrate myself upon thy feet and where in words of love you and I can converse. The same theme is mentioned by Khaja Azizul Hassan Majzub Rahimahullah who says, I have this intense longing to be in such a place of solitude where I can sit alone and remember him with my heart, to reside where the sky is filled with signs of lovers, to remain there where the earth is filled with broken hearts. When the lovers of Allah listen to his name being recited, they become intoxicated with his love in their souls. Mulana Kandelwi rahimahullah in his Khatme Mathnawi says, O oh Allah, when I mention your name, I feel such sweetness and ecstasy that it appears as if rivers of honey are set flowing from every hair of my body. Such is the sweetness of the name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It is this ecstatic pleasure which causes one to go so far as to discard his very kingdom. Shirazi rahimahullah puts it in this way, the, rem the remembrance of Allah or the remembrance of the beloved makes the lovers completely oblivious of themselves and the dhikr of the beloved makes them unaware of the whole world around them. In the remembrance of the true one, they adopt solitude, staying away from people, and they become so absorbed in the love of the true one that no notice is even taken of his material favors, since they are the lovers of him alone. Thus, Sultan Ibrahim ibn Adam rahimahullah most significant favor which he acquired was his nearness to Allah and it is this nearness which made him drunk with love and oblivious of everything else. Mawlana Rumi rahimahullah says, O people, if for just a moment you experience the glory of Allah's nearness, you will be prepared to sacrifice your precious life in the vigors of spiritual efforts. In other words, you will be prepared to undergo severe spiritual efforts for the sake of Allah's pleasure and you will be prepared to accept being a slave of a true lover and you will pray in the restless manner. Fill my heart with divine love, O oh Allah. If you should see the splendor of Allah's nearness, then in comparison therewith, the whole world and its pleasures will sink into insignificance. When the true Sultan exhibits his glory and splendor, 
the whole world sinks into nothingness. In other words, in the case of the heart unto which Allah exhibits His glory and splendor, the whole world and all that is connected with it will become valueless. The heart which is endowed with special grace and bounty from Allah and unto which He clearly shows the realization of the mortality of this world. This realization makes it easy for it to exert itself in rigorous spiritual efforts known as mujahada, as a result of which reaching Allah is acquired. It is Allah's general manner of action that a person should first involve himself with strenuous spiritual exercises and thereafter attain the pleasure of reaching unto Allah. But sometimes he reserves the process by pulling the unmindful servant towards him by jazb. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, this manner of recognizing this is that the subject experiences within himself an attraction and a feeling of love towards Allah. This is the way of jazb, attraction, which overtakes the person in the initial stages through which the longing for spiritual exercises and ibadah is created. This is what happened to Hazrat Ibrahim ibn Adam rahimahullah, as a result of which his throne and kingdom became insignificant in his heart. The saints of Allah feel his nearness in their inner selves and through this great favor become independent of the bounties of this world. You may ask those saints what ecstatic pleasure they feel within themselves. One saintly person says, O people, look unto my pale face and think, I am in trouble and in suffering. Yes, I am, I am weak of body, but through Allah's grace, no power on earth can move my feet from the path of steadfastness. The specially chosen saints of Allah, although out outwardly they appear in wretched condition with hair hanging all over, yet as far as their spiritual progress is concerned, they are far ahead of hundreds of thousands of other men. Mulana Rumi rahimahullah quotes Allah as saying, O people, be aware. O people, be aware and listen carefully. These shawl, these shawls, covered ones, are my special servants. Their sorrow and distressed bodies are superior than thousands of other human beings. The reason for this superiority is that they have made the dust valuable from which they have been created through the blessings of contact with Allah. This is the reason why the dust of their bodies has become much more valuable and beloved to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala than thousands of disobedient and neglectful persons. Apart from that, the body has no real value. It is like a bottle or a glass which costs merely a rupee or two. But if it is filled with high quality scent, it will be as valuable as the amount of scent it contains. It may even be worth 100,000 rupees. The value of the bottle depends on the amount of scent it contains. Similarly is the case with our body. 
its value increases according to the amount of contact with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It is for this very reason that the ground where Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is buried is considered higher in virtue than the arsh and the kursi of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Similarly, the bodies of a disbeliever and a believer are made from earth. Both contain the same four elements. <coughs> but the difference between the two bodies is that one is simply a collection of earth while the other contains the valuable contact with Allah. One is merely an empty bottle or glass while the other is a glass containing fragrant scent. Thus, the value of the body of a believer is such that Allah has purchased it with his nearness and pleasure. Like Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, إِنَّ اللَّهَ اشْتَرَى مِنَ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ أَنفُسَهُمْ وَأَمْوَالَهُمْ بِأَنَّ لَهُمُ الْجَنَّةِ Verily Allah has purchased from the believers their, slay, their, their selves and their possessions. Allah has purchased from the believers themselves and their possessions. On the other hand, there are the disbelievers whose bodies will be burned in hellfire forever and they will be continuously deprived of looking upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's countenance. Allah mentions again, Nay, they will be in a curtain prevented from looking at Allah on that day. This announcement of being prevented from looking at Him is a sign of Allah's state of being a beloved one. Shani Mahbubiyat. Compare this with the rulers of this world. From the origins of this world till now, no ruler has ever announced a punitive sentence such as this. That the evildoer will be deprived of looking at the judge or ruler. Yeah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says to the unbelievers, You are not fit that I should honor you with a look at me. This is said with great emphasis. Kalla, nay, never. Then he mentions his own lordship, meaning rububiyat, which is the cause. Illat for mahbubiyat, meaning the beloved, belovedness. This is what Allah had explained to me through his grace. Hence, the body of men which has not attained nearness to Allah or contact with him will be removed from ahsan taqweem the best of molds, the, and reduced to asfal safilin the lowest of the low, which in Allah's sight is worse than a bottle of urine. Mulana Rumi rahimahullah says, do not call that heart a lamp wherein Allah's nur does not reside. Because of worldly love and negligence, it is a urine-filled bottle. Hence, it would be wrong to call an unmindful heart a lamp and to praise it in any way. The body of one possessor of nur is better than thousands of neglectful or unmindful ones. Allah's special servants are free from this worldly love, but are imprisoned by His love. At this stage, 
one should also understand the meaning of dunya. Everything which diverts one's attention from Allah is dunya. If a ruler is diverted from Allah by his governing, then this ruler, rule and governing is dunya. If being poor makes one negligent of Allah, such poverty is also dunya. It is possible for a person to be a ruler or a governor and still remain righteous and religious. And it is also possible that one can be poor and still be irreligious. From this we deduce that the person who disregards the commandments of Allah is a worldly person even though he may be poor and destitute. On the other hand, if a king, in spite of being a ruler over a kingdom, carries out the commands of Allah, he is a wali and most definitely not a worldly person. Mawlana Rumi rahimahullah says, actually dunya means being neglectful of Allah's commands. It is not a name for children, wife, wealth and possessions. The example of dunya is like water. A ship sails on it as long as the water is outside and underneath the ship. It is the means whereupon the ship sails. But when the water comes into the ship, then it can be the cause for the sinking of the ship and its destruction. Similarly, if the dunya stays outside the heart, as is the case when Allah's love is above the love for wealth, children, wife and all relationships, then this dunya is not harmful. On the contrary, it is a means towards Allah's pleasure and nearness to Him. But when this dunya has entered the heart and the love for these worldly entities becomes uppermost over Allah's love, then this dunya becomes a means towards His destruction because the heart has been created by Allah for Himself. In a hadith, a Qudsi, Allah says, Heavens and earth cannot contain me, but into the heart of a believer I enter like a guest. Heaven and earth cannot contain me, but into the heart of a believer I enter like a guest. So we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to bless us with such a heart with such a heart which is filled with his love and the reading of the of the of the stories pertaining to these saintly believers of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala are not for mere entertainment but for us to reflect introspect and like Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says alam أَلَمْ يَأْنِنِ الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا أَن تَخْشَعَ قُلُوبُهُمْ لِذِكْرِ اللَّهِ That is it not time now for people to now start the explanation or the, uh, the mere explanation of this ayat is that is it not time for us now to turn away all those things which take us away from Allah and now start dedicating our lives for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah bless me, bless you, bless us all with the ability and tawfiq of practicing on, on whatever has been said. And until next week, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.